the girls. Journal you are listening to a special edition of Brandon World here on this Sunday, May 29th, 2022. And good to be here with you today on this Memorial Day weekend. But we have a lot of news to cover. So without further ado, as always, if you have not already, make sure to go on your little Twitter machine, type in at Brandon Lewis underscore seven. That is my personal Twitter. Make sure to follow the show Twitter as well at real underscore B world, as well as check us out on all of our podcasting platforms, whether it's the official sponsor of this podcast, Anchor, Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to the podcast, we are here with you every Sunday morning beginning at 11 a.m., not only on the podcasting network, but on the Brands World YouTube channel, bringing out everything both local, a.k.a. Cleveland, and national sports. There's not a whole lot of ton of news going on in the last couple of weeks. You know, as we know, it's kind of the dead period right now in the sports calendar. It's going to get a little more dead, obviously, once the NBA playoffs end. But, you know, with the uh, Indians slash Guardians slash Drive, whatever you want to call them, with them struggling right now, with the inning not being up to par, with the pitching not being up to par, it seems like their season may go awry here shortly. We got all the accusations going out with the Browns, with Deshaun Watson. Obviously, they just signed today the Clowney, which is a big news. Which is a big news. And I know I think that Clowney will be good in that role for the Browns. He's much needed, very healthy last season. I think he provides a great compliment off the edge for Miles Garrett. But besides that, you know, outside of the Watson news, which again with all these accusers and stuff, who knows what's going to happen? I'm really not going to comment on it again. As I said, we'll just have to wait and see on that. That's really the only big NFL news coming out. There's not a ton going on in baseball right now. So what I do want to focus on today to start off the show is these NBA playoffs. Because as of this recording on Friday, May 27th, 2022, the Golden State Warriors have finished off the Dallas Mavericks in five games. They have advanced to the NBA Finals. The Heat and Celtics play in game six tonight. Now, obviously, as you are listening to this podcast, you will know uh, the result of that game. I do feel that Boston is going to win that game. I think we're going to get a Boston-Golden State NBA Finals. Boston, to me, has felt like the best team in the East since they knocked out Milwaukee in a very grueling, brutal, physical seven-game series that took Giannis Antetokounmpo and crew to the limit. Now, you could argue, as I am, that Chris Middleton being out from Milwaukee is a big deal if they add him. Could they have defeated the Boston Celtics? Absolutely sure. But at the start of the season, there was a lot of talk about the Celtics potentially breaking up Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. And I was one of those guys who was not against that theory. Listen, Boston has been to the Eastern Conference Finals of the second round many years. They haven't been able to get over the hump. They haven't made the NBA Finals since 2010. They haven't won the NBA Championship since 2008, which is a long historic drought for a great sports city and a great basketball team like Boston and the Celtics. But the fact of the matter is this postseason, as I have said here multiple times on this podcast, unlike Devin Booker and unlike Chris Paul and really unlike Joel Embiid 
and Jokic and Donovan Mitchell and these guys that we all really like that are good players. You know, Jimmy Butler now in this series, really. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and these guys for the Celtics, they have stepped up in big game moments. And I just think even with, obviously, the Tyler Hero injury, if they eat hurts them, we know Jimmy Bowers dealing with knee inflammation. We know he's not 100%. But I really think outside of that, Boston is just the better team. And as I said, they are well coached. They are more battle tested than Miami. That's not saying the Heat aren't battle tested. It's just Miami went for Atlanta, who obviously took a step back uh, from last season. And then Philadelphia, who obviously missed and beat the first two games of the series. And then game six, as I just mentioned, did not show up. So Miami did not have the challenges that Boston did. That wasn't, even though they beat Brooklyn four straight times and swept them, those were very competitive games. Those might be the four most competitive games of the entire postseason right there. And then you throw in the Milwaukee series. Again, Miami, who is physically tough. I think Boston is hardened. And I think that they will give Golden State a good series. But I said this last week. I said it on the All Things Cleveland Cavaliers podcast. My co-host Joey Schneider. They do every week where we literally talk All Things Cavs. I made the proclamation that I think the Golden State Warriors are going to win the 2022 NBA Finals. And I think that Steph Curry is going to get his first ever Finals MVP. I think this is set up to be Curry's year, Golden State's year. Golden State, out of the last six times they have made the NBA playoffs, they have won to the Finals every single time. I just want that to set in for the people at home here that listen, even with Kevin Durant being in three of those six finals, Golden State has made six or uh, three finals, give me all on their lonesome, if you will, with Steph Curry, Clyde Thompson, Draymond Green, and this year's version of the Golden State Warriors is definitely the best version we saw of them outside of 2016, in my opinion, because they have the depth. They have Kavon Looney. They have Otto Porter. They have Andrew Wiggins. They have Jordan Poole. I mean, it's not just Clay Thompson. It's not just Steph Curry. It's not just Draymond Green. It's not just those four players. They play a lot of people. They play almost everybody off their bench. We talked about Jordan Poole a little bit earlier in a couple podcasts, how he is turning into that third splash brother. And this is just Golden State, right? I mean, Steph Curry was out a year. Clay Thompson was out two seasons. Draymond Green looked like he was over the ill two years ago. But at the end of the day, they just reload, reload, repeat, play good basketball, and they are a team. And they have camaraderie, and they have a bunch of guys they threw at Dallas and Luka Doncic. I'm not going to take away anything from Dallas and Luka Doncic. I thought Luka Doncic did the best he could this postseason, certainly rising into my ranks of the top best players in the NBA with the performance he put on against the Phoenix Suns in that second round and really trying to carry Dallas to at least a game. Now, this Mavericks team reminds me a lot of the 2007 Cleveland Cavaliers who made the NBA Finals against the San Antonio Spurs and that Finals, everybody knew, wasn't even going to be a contest but the fact that LeBron James took these guys and those guys rode his coattails to the NBA Finals with LeBron in his fourth year in the league was unbelievable. Similarly here, Luka Doncic, I believe he's in his third year in the league. He's 23 years old. He went back-to-back game seven with the Los Angeles Clippers. Obviously the first being in the bubble. 
last year being being that kind of game seven and now here we are again this year again he gets over the hump beat the phoenix suns just could not beat the golden state warriors i do feel that dallas is talented i don't feel like they're as talented as phoenix especially they do keep deandre Aiden. And he grows up Aaron actually has a good postseason. I don't feel like they're as talented as Memphis. I don't feel like they're as talented as Golden State. You know, Denver, we'll see what they do if they bring back Jamal Murray. Minnesota's on the up and up. We'll just see what moves the Lakers make. So I don't think that this Dallas team is a for sure foregone conclusion. They're going to get back to this level of playoff basketball in this late May of next season. But credit to Dallas. This has been, again, two very hard-fought series for very good teams. But I think overall, Golden State should be the favorite. I'll bet Golden State against Boston in six games. Saying that, though, I do believe, and again, this is recorded on Friday, May 27th, before Game 6 of the Celtics Heat Series. I believe, and you can mark it down on here, the Celtics are going to win Game 6. If it goes to a Game 7, though, I think we're getting a Warriors Heat final. I think it's a very difficult task to ask a Boston to go into Miami and win game two, five, and seven. That's why I think tonight is a must, must win for the Boston Celtics in the TD Garden. They have the better team. They are better out this series. They have the better superstar right now who is rising and a Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Going up against Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, Draymond Green, Golden State Warriors, with all the supporting cast of Boston has, like White Robert Williams and Marcus Smart, will make for an excellent overall basketball series. Again, not only credit the Golden State for getting the six finals in the last eight years, and each time they have made the playoffs the last six seasons, they have made the NBA Finals, but also credit to Boston because they could have blown up the Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown experiment. Pundits were calling for it. I was calling for it a little bit. And this new era of the NBA basketball, where you don't need the best player on the court, you don't need Giannis, and just having him will not guarantee you a playoff series win because of the amount of talent in today's NBA. Boston is being rewarded for patience. They made a coaching change. Danny Ainge out of GM, Brad Stevenson, Ime Udoka, and it and coach. And it looks like that move is about to pay off because it looks like the Boston Celtics are about to make it out of the Eastern Conference. And then the other thing I wanted to talk about today was the big news that is behind me. If you were watching on YouTube in my virtual background, that is right. The WWE has decided to move the money in the bank pay-per-view or premium live event, if you will. This is a huge story, folks. It's not just a minor story because this premium live event was going to be at Allegiant Stadium, the home of the Las Vegas Raiders, the host of last year's SummerSlam event, which was one of the most stupendous events in history. Of course, with the return of Brock Lesnar, the Roman Reigns successfully defend the Universal Championship against John Cena. They have decided to move the event to a smaller venue, about 16,000 fans, to the MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas. couple comments on this. Number one is WWE did sell tickets for, for Allegiant Stadium. There's a lot of backlash out there that they didn't sell any tickets, and this notion that no tickets were selling is false. 
The fact of the matter is WWE did sell tickets. They sold about 25,000 tickets to this event, July 2nd, July 4th weekend. The problem here, I think, is two things. I think it's twofold. Number one is, it is a holiday weekend. Number two, there is a UFC event the same night at the T-Mobile Arena. We know how big the UFC is in Vegas. I think that played a factor in it as well. So they decided to scale it down, and now they're pretty much going to make Money in the Bank a B-level pay-per-view, not an A-level pay-per-view. Now, for the last few years, I've been saying I think they need to make Money in the Bank kind of a big five included in their big four pay-per-views, which, of course, would be Royal Rumble in January, um, you know, WrestleMania in late March, early April, SummerSlam, which is usually in August. This year, it's going to be in late July. And then Survivor Series, which is in November, which Survivor Series kind of lost its lackluster. It's turned into the WWE All-Star Game. And with the brand split reportedly with the entry ending, that may not happen. So they may bring back Survivor Series personal rivalry matches, which may add a little more juice into that pay-per-view. But I always thought Money in the Bank is a great deal. Obviously, they used to have it at WrestleMania all those years. WrestleMania 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, and 26. That's about six WrestleManias. Then they decided to make it its own premium live event. And I completely understand it because it is a huge concept. It is a match that can make a star. You get Big E last year winning the WWE Championship on Monday Night Raw. A huge pop for that. Nikki A.S.H. the night after winning the Women's Raw Women's Championship was something unexpected. And I think it makes for great eventful television. And I think it makes for a great match. And I completely understand it's one of my favorite premium live events of the entire year. Problem is, though, it doesn't have the mainstream appeal that SummerSlam does. And WWE is trying to implement more stadium shows. Obviously, we got SummerSlam this year at Nissan Stadium in Nashville, Tennessee, which is a country boy. I'm really open to the theme song. It's some country music song, and I think we're going to have a great time the last weekend of July in Nashville for SummerSlam. Then on September 3rd, it's the first UK pay-per-view in 30 years, which you know that show is going to be stacked, called Clash of the Castle. And then in October, and really now... Uh, early November, they're going to have Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia, and then you have Survivor Series two weeks later. So that is, again, SummerSlam, Clash of the Castle, Crown Jewel, three stadium shows in a row. Now, two of those are, are international, and then you got Survivor Series, which, as I mentioned, should be a big white pay-per-view. WWE certainly hasn't treated that like it the last couple of years, but it still has mainstream appeal. And so with those four events, it's going to be hard to book multiple main event star-studded matches back to back to back to back. And that's a challenge for any promotion, whether it's WWE, AEW, New Japan, TNA, MLW, whatever promotion you want to throw out there, that's a challenge. And so I think in a way, this could be a benefit to WWE. I think it could be a blessing in disguise. I do think if you guys notice the poster behind me, my video background here, we got the Street Profits, we got the Miz, we got Cody Rhodes, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Riddle, Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre. That is different from the uh, poster they originally put out that obviously had Bobby Lashley, Ronda Rousey, 
Brock Lesnar, the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. And so with this report that Roman Reigns' schedule was a little bit more laid back, he's not going to be on TV every single week, much like Brock Lesnar. When he's in a feud, he will show up. When he's not, he will not show up type of thing. I think in a way, this could be a blessing in disguise because I think WWE could save a major match for Reigns for SummerSlam. They could save Ronda Rousey for SummerSlam. They could save John Cena, Brock Lesnar, you know, your big kind of part-time guns that they might have had on the books for this pay-per-view to make it as special as possible. I think it would have kind of ruined the stadium feel of SummerSlam because with so many stadium shows, it does feel a little bit overbearing at times. It definitely does feel less special. And I've always said if you're a beat reporter or something, you know, for a local team, if you go to the ballpark every single day, Going to the ballpark anymore is not an experience. It's just your job, and so it becomes less special. I think the same thing would occur with WWE. Now, again, I was excited for Allegiant Stadium. It's one of my favorite places in the world, Las Vegas, Nevada, Money in the Bank, one of my favorite premium live events of the entire year. So, for the record, I, I would have kept it there. I really think that, you know, they would have sold about half the stadium in Allegiant Stadium. I get it. It would probably look weird, but I think you can definitely move the people down to make it look sold out. I think it would still be a really fun show. But nonetheless, I do think this change now, pretty much making Money in the Bank a B-level premium live event with SummerSlam once again being the focus. I think SummerSlam gets a lot of major matches. I think they get matches added to the car that maybe would have been rematches from Money in the Bank or not as good of matches as Money in the Bank. And so I think this is a really good thing for WWE. Of course, if you're into that AEW type thing, Double or nothing is tonight, and I hope that you guys enjoy that minor league show. I'm sitting over here watching the major weeks in World Wrestling Entertainment. I can't wait for July 2nd. Money in the Bank, we'll talk about Hell in a Cell. Obviously, that is next Sunday, so we will preview it on next week's podcast. All right, and that'll do it for today. Again, I appreciate you guys so much for listening as we sit here and enjoy the summer months. I don't really want to spend a lot of time on these podcasts over the summer, you know, 20, 30 minutes, kind of get them out here real quick and to give you guys my thoughts of what's going on in sports. We will talk a lot more about the Guardians and all things baseball in a couple of weeks when the MLB season really ends and we can really analyze what's going on with this team as we head into mid-June and like July and see what deals need to be made and see where the team is at. For now, obviously, I don't feel like I need to comment on that. We're going to stay away from the NFL for a little bit. The schedule release just happened. Listen, I know teams are doing some OTA work, but at the end of the day, this is the dead period for the NFL right now until we get to training camp. It's really time to focus on the ending of the, of the NBA playoffs, which hopefully, 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 we do get a good NBA finals because the conference finals just have not even been contests. And we have some some good wrestling because I think that we are going to have some really fun premium live events over the summer. Again, make sure to follow me on Twitter at BrendanLills underscore Devin at Real underscore b Make sure to check out the podcast wherever you listen or watch the video clips on YouTube. And we will see you guys next time. Peace.